Kepashis Chukas Rishain, chapter 19, verse 1, Perikutes, Pasakalov, by Daber Hashem, El Moshe, Viel Aaron Lamer. So here, this one is saying to me, Moshe, and to Aaron Lamer. And as we said many times, that even though the Pasik says Moshe El Aaron, but it's not to Moshe and Aaron, but Hashem spoke just to Moshe, and then Moshe gave it over to Aaron, as Rashi has mentioned uh, previously. Uh, even we had even more than that in the previous parsha in in, uh, in in Kairach the pasuk says by Dabar Hashem al Arin and there are two Rashi teaches that it was to Moshe to tell to Arin this is in Perikut Ches pasuk Aleph before Rashi says la Moshe Omar sheyemer la Arin okay Tem says Beis pasuk Beis Zois Chukas Hatoyra this is the Chuka uh, the statue of the Toyra Asher Tziva Hashem Leimer that Hashem has said to uh, to give over, to say. Now Hashem is saying, about Himself, it's almost, it, it's, would be fitting more, it would seem, when Moshe is giving it over to the Yidin, he's saying, but here this is the words of Hashem, he's saying, so Hashem should technically say but Hashem is saying as in a third person this is what Hashem is saying to Moshe almost the way he should say to the Bnei Yisrael and he said speak to the son to children of Israel and they should take to you so they should take to you who is to you when it says that is Moshe they should take to you even though the post is but it's still Moshe. so it's they take to you a, uh, a whole uh, red uh, cow red heifer Asher Ein Bamum, that has no defect. So, it says twice, Timimo and Asher Ein Bamum. Asher Loi Allah Oil, that a yoke has not gone upon her, means you didn't do any work with her. Because usually the Pura, sometimes you leads uh, the uh, plow, and uh, so this has to be a hole, an undefected, that has never worked, never had an oil on it. Um, because the Sotan and the nation of the world they tease the Jewish people what kind of a mitzvah is this what kind of reason is there in it that's why Hashem writes the word chuk over here it doesn't just, just say that but it says this is a decree from before me. You have no permission to uh, to challenge it or to question it. Uh, and this is a chukah of the Torah. It is always be called on the name uh, means the cow which Moshe appeared in the desert. So it's called the Yikhoi we find a similar lotion by um, 
by Ma'ato Tetzaveh, it says, V'yikho elecho shemen zayizoch. Over there, uh, also there's the whole uh, concept that the Rebbe's Maimah, the last Maimah the Rebbe spoke about, was the fact that they had to bring it to Aaron Akoyim, uh, that the Rebbe, you know, the Amitim Rebbe Maimah the Rebbe give out to the Ato Tetzaveh, uh, the Mugadik Maimah. So, um, but over there too, the similar lotion of a yikho elecho, they take to you. And this, in this case, is the you who refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. It seems like the uh, Rashi's question over here is, why say the Posik, why does the Posik say V'yichuei Lecho? Uh, it can just say V'yichu Poro Why the emphasis that they should bring it a Lecho? And... What is Rashi's answer? So Rashi's answer is that Le'olam he nikras al shemecha that the pasuk wants to uh, make sure uh, that it will always this particular pora that was brought in the desert uh, should be called not the pora that the Jews made in the desert that the Bnei Yisrael made in the desert. But it should always be referred to as the Poro, uh, as Rashi says, also Moshe Bamidbar. Not that the Bnei Yisrael did in the Midbar. And that's why the Torah emphasizes that the Yichoi Lecho. But that itself, Rashi doesn't seem to explain uh, why is it always uh, called Al Shemecha? Why is it important? That we should always be referring to the that the, the, the parash also Moshe Bamidbar. Some of the Mefarshim explain that Moshe Rabbeinu knew the secret of the Poro Aduma, even though it's a chukah, as we learned before, and um, also that all the other Poris had from the Poro Aduma of Moshe Rabbeinu mixed into their ashes. But it doesn't, Rashi doesn't seem to explain over here. Rashi just explains, it seems, why the posting says, V'yichu e'lecha, just to tell you that uh, we should always be uh, mentioning that this is the part of the Moshe did Mamidbar. If the posting would not say, V'yichu e'lecha, then... Uh, then we would uh, not refer to it specifically as Moshe uh, Rabbeinu. Now, when is it the time that we're saying Who is the one that calls it, or when is it called? Um, what does it mean that it's always called on Shemecha, it's always called the part that Moshe did in the Midbar? When we say what? Let's still look into this further. Aduma Tumima, it should be Aduma Tumima. So Krashi, it's not a duplicate lotion like I said before in the Posik, Ashraim Bamum. Aduma Tumima means Shetei Tumima Bad Mimus. That it should be completely red. Shim Ho Yiboshte Sairus Shchoyres Psula. If it had two black hairs, it would be already puzzled. And Ashraim Bamum is a separate thing. That means a defect, a physical defect. Uh, so the Tamima doesn't go on the body, but Tamima goes on the redness to be completely red. And also, and you shall give. That's already Moshe and Arin. Oysa should give it. This cow, this red heifer, the perfectly red heifer. 
Elazar Koyen to Elazar the Koyen, that is the Zgan Koyen, he was the uh, second to the Koyen Godel, because Aaron was the Koyen Godel. And he would take it outside of the camp. Outside of the camp, Rashi is going to explain outside of all three machnas. And he shall shecht it in front of him, whose shochat, he shall shecht it, anybody shechts it. But it has to be done in front of a lozer. The mitzvah is to be performed by the deputy, by the second in command, that is by a lozer, or in any time, by this gan koyen. The Mepharshim uh, bring down that this stipulation of the posik uh, is only for the poro that was done at uh, that particular time. Uh, that was done in the Midbar, but in the future Paris that they made, uh, then either a Kayan Godel or the Kayan is a Machloikis who needs to do so. Uh, it seems from Rashi, Rashi says here, Elozor Mitzvoso Bazgon, like Rashi somehow wants to tell us that it's not particularly. Elozor, as Elozor Akoyin, just as Elozor, but the fact that Elozor was this gun by the assistant. But if we should assume that, uh, if we say like the Mepharshim, like it says in the Sifri, they bring down that this is only Hayros Shaw, so why and how do we know that it's Mizvos Bizgan? In here we have a very particular direct uh, instruction to give it to Lazar. Maybe not because he's this gun, maybe for some other quality, but because this gun does not carry over to any other potters. So in this case, why is it uh, so emphasized? Uh, Rashi makes the point over here to saying that it's done basgon. That outside of all the three camps, the shochat oisol lefonav yeshechti before him. So Rashi zar shechet velozer noya the zar slaughters it and the lozer watches. Pasuk dalad velokach lozer akoyim midomo betzboyin lozer koyin shall take from its blood betzboy with his finger. Vihizal noichach pnei olmoyed. And he shall sprinkle towards the face of the oil moed, the tent of meeting. Midomo sheva pa'amim from his blood seven times. Al noichach pnei oil moed towards the face of the oil moed. Now, in this question, in this case, Rashi, this is talking about in the midbar. So, in the midbar, but Rashi is bringing you from the um, from the sifrei that oimed. He would stand towards the east of Yerushalayim. And he intends, he directs, and he sees the entrance to the Hechel, when he sprinkles the blood. I guess the similar thing was done in the desert. Rashi just quotes the way it was done later on in Yerushalayim. That would look through the door, and then they would sprinkle it um, seven times. But by the Machanah, 
apparently was outside the Machana and they were just facing the direction to the entrance of the El Moed in a similar way as was done over there. Posig hey. Vesoraf es haporo le'enov. And he will burn the uh, poro, the cow, uh, in front of his eyes, that is a lozer de koyen. So we're talking about the same person that Vishokhat Oiso, that Rashi already said that that is talking about Zar Shoichet, the non koyen shechts. So that same Zar is Soraf as Aporo will burn the cow in front of Le'enov, in front of his eyes, that is the eyes of El Ozer the Koyen. Now, as, uh, so what does he burn? As Oiro, the skin. There's Besor and his flesh, there's Doma and his uh, blood, Al Pirsho Yisrof, with all of the inside, uh, the leftover, the food that's inside of the animal, Yisrof, on top of that, he burns everything in that fire. As we will see, they make ashes from this uh, Poro, and uh, later on, uh, these ashes are going to be distributed into three parts, as Rashi will explain later on. And eventually, uh, these ashes, we'll learn in the in Shani later on, that uh, you will take, or the end actually of uh, Rishon in Posekut Zion, that later on, when there is a Tmei Mace, somebody who has been defiled by a mace, they will mix this ashes of the uh, burnt part of the burnt heifer, of the red heifer, and mix it with Mayim Chaim, and then they'll sprinkle it on the third and the seventh day, as we'll learn later on. So now we're learning the procedure of preparing the ashes for the Eifer HaPoro. So, so far we learned that it was Moshe Rabbeinu who uh, who brought, who took the uh, red heifer from the Bnei Yisrael, and they brought it to uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, and then Moshe Rabbeinu uh, gave it uh, together with Aaron, uh, gave it to Elozer to go ahead uh, and shecht it outside of the camps. Elozer himself didn't shecht it, but he had a czar, a stranger, a non-koyen even, shechted in front of him, and also later on burn it. And then we will learn, now there is the second part of it in the Pasuk Vav, uh, uh, we're learning now that then, now this next job is a job for a koyen. So the koyen takes eight eres, he takes a cedar uh, tree, now, it doesn't mean that you have to take a whole cedar tree and put it in there. It means a piece from the Eris. And he also takes the Ezoiv. Ezoiv, that's a hisap, that's a kind of a, a grass. And we had the Ezoiv used many times for the Metzoira, uh different times that the Torah requires to use this also. Um, and uh, Rashi explained that uh, earlier, the significance in Vayikra Perik Yudalad in Posig Dalad, uh, the Torah tells us with regards to the Mitzoyro that he should take also uh, Eitz Erez Ushni Selais Ve'ezoiv, 
And Rashi explains over there that the eighth Eres is because the uh, Negoyim come for Agassus Aruach, for arrogance. And the Shni Seilas and the Ezev, uh, we're talking about over here, also in the Pasuk, the Ezev is the Hisap, just in the Pasuk is Shni Seilas, and the uh, Crimson, it's a wool that looks like a uh, Teilas, it's uh, wormy, it's stringy, it's like long, that's what he puts in. This is now Pasuk Vav. And he throws it into the uh, fire in which he's burning the poro. But over there, Rashi says that that's why we bring the Eitzeres and the Shni Silaz Ve'ezoiv. Rashi explains over there, Mata Kantevi Yisrape, what is the healing, uh, the fixing, and he should be healed. So Rashi says, Yashpil Atzvi Megavosei Kitelaz Ve'ezoiv. He should uh, lower himself from his arrogance like. A worm and like uh, Aza, which was very low, uh, both them, the Talas is the worm and the Aza is the Hesab. Now, over here, Rashi doesn't explain why. Uh, here we're talking about a Tmei Mace. Over there, Rashi says the Goyim Boy Maloshin Horror. Perhaps one can make the connection because in uh, Parshish Shalach, uh, by the uh, Miriam talking Lashon Hara over there in the Rashi as he explains that why she is a Metzoyra and in the uh, Pasuk over there when it says that um, uh, I said Shlach, I meant in the end of Parshas Bahaloischa uh, when it says over there uh, that Shishal no Tihi Kameis in Pasuk Yud Beis, Perik Yud Beis and Rashi says Sha Metzoyra Choshev Kameis uh, but uh, maybe because of this connection that Rashi says between uh, a Metzoyda being like a mace, uh, it's understood that the idea of mace requires a similar uh, sort of remedy as does the uh, as does the Metzoyda. Uh Rashi therefore doesn't need to or doesn't explain it over here. Uh, why uh, you bring these items. There's also a difference in that Pasuk, the Shni Telas comes before the Ezev, and by us it's Ezev and Shni Telas, and you throw this in, into the fire of the Pora. Now this is already done by a Koyen, as the Pasuk says, Velokach HaKoyen. And uh, we will see in the next two Pesukim, in Pasuk Zayin and Pasuk Ches, that both um, uh, the person that uh, threw in the eight sedevs, the Shnisalas, which was the Koyen, and then also the Sarav of which was, could be anybody, uh, they would all become Tomei, and they'd have to go to the Mekvah to be Tomei for till the evening, as we'll do in Posik Zayin. Posik is of HaKoyen. So the Pasuk goes over to talk about this Koyen that who threw the eight Eres and the Ezov and the Shni Toloas into the Srefa Sapporo. So he washes his garments. Then Verochatz Bisoroi Bamayim. He also washes himself, which means he, he goes to the Mikvah himself. And only afterwards, Va'achar Yovoi El Hamachane. And then he goes uh, to the, uh, goes back into the camp. 
Uh, and then the koyen becomes tame, he remains tame until the evening, and then in the evening he's no longer tame. Rashi el hamachane, Rashi zayin el hamachane, he comes back to the machane. So, which machane are we talking about over here? So, earlier um, in Pasik Gimel, the Pasik says, Mechutz lamachane, over there, Rashi translates it means, Chutz lisholish machanes, which would mean the machane shechina, that is where the Mishkan is, and then you had the Machane Leviya, which was the encampment, the first circle around the Mishkan of the Leviyim, and then there was the Machane Yisrael. So you sent them out of all the three Machanes uh, by uh, in the beginning, uh, and then uh, the, and the equivalent is also in the future, as we have the, uh, the Machane Shechino uh, was, would be from the Azorah and inside would be the Machana Shechina, and from the Harabayis till the Azorah would be the Machana Levi, and all of Yerushalayim would be uh, corresponding to the Machana Yisrael. Um, but in any event, over here, therefore, Rashi teaches, but in this case, it says that you, you can come back to the Machana. So, Lechatchila, Rashi says, when he was Tomei, uh, even before he. Uh, comes uh, the evening, he can still go into the Machane Leviyo and the Machane Yisrael, because Rashi says, means the Machane Shechina. In this case, the Machane he can go back is to the Machane of the Shechina, because a person who is Tome is not uh, sent out outside of the two Machanes. Uh, which means uh, Leviya and Yisrael is okay for a Tomei to be, for a Tomei Mace, or in this case any Tomei really is okay. The exception, who has to go out, is Elozovu Balkeri. Elozovu Balkeri has to also go out from the Machana Leviya, not allowed in the Machana Leviya, but is still allowed in the Machana Yisrael. And then we have Ometsoira, Metzorah, as we learned, Rashi already explained in Parshas Metzorah, and Rashi in Parshas Nosei, in Perik Hei, in Posig Beis, in the Yishalchu Min HaMachane, in the Posig they're called Tzoruv Zov. So Rashi over there explains that the Shloish Machanes that they had when they camped, and within the curtains, that is the Azor, was the Machane Shechina, and this Levim was the Machna uh, Leviya, where they camped around it, and then there was the Machna Yisrael. But Tzorua, the one who had the leprosy, was sent outside of all of them, and Hazov, Muter B'Machna Yisrael, U'Meshulach Min Hashtayim. And so, Tomei L'Nefesh Muter Abishel Leviya, Ve'ina Meshulach Ela Meshel Shechina. And therefore, the these Tmeim that become Tomei, are equivalent to the Tmei Mace himself, which would not be sent out, and that's why Rashi says, Shechina, in only the Machna Shechina you can go back now, because he wasn't sent out, and when Rashi says, Chutz is over Balkeri, and the Metzorida, even the third Machna, although Rashi combines them here all together. And Rashi says, Ad 
So the Pasik says he will be Tomei until the evening. And but first it says in the Pasik, Bacha Yovelamachane. It has to be the other way around. Zakrashi Sorseyu Vidarsheyu we have to turn it around and we have to learn it as first he should be Toma the evening and then it comes to the Machana because he can't come to the Machana and then he'll become Tommy because he's not allowed to come to the Machana when he's Tommy. so therefore we have to switch it around and learn it the other way Posik Ches now we're also talking, so the first Zion we went over to talk, Posik Zion, talking about the Koyin who burnt, who threw in the Eiz of Shnisalos. Now Vasoidov Oiso, that was the Zar that burnt it and threw in and burnt the actual, he shechted it and he burnt the uh, red heifer, the Poraduma. So he too, Yechab is Begodov, he has to wash his garments and also Verochaz Bisore Bamayim. And he too, Vitomeyada Orev. And the Pasuk doesn't say, and he should be Tomei until the evening. The Pasuk doesn't say he should come afterwards to the Machana, but that's understood that he's also Tomei till the evening, and then at the evening he can come to the Machana as the, as the Koyen who is uh, Tomei. Then the Pasuk tests, the Pasuk continues, Va'osaf ish tohir. A clean man shall gather a sefer hapora, uh, the ashes of the, uh, of the heifer, now here too, it doesn't say that it needs to be a koyin. The pasuk doesn't stipulate a koyin, so presumably this can be done by any ish tohir. Just the qualification is that the person should be tohir uh, and gather the ash of the potter. And he places it outside of the camp. And this is, uh, in this case, is the same as mechutz lamachane as we learned the pasuk gimel. And he places there in a mokum toir in a clean place. And Rashi will explain that actually we put three parts. One part is put because then there's another part as the posse continues. It should be to the uh, community of the sons of Israel, Bnei Israel, as for safekeeping, as Rashi will explain that some of the ashes was also left for safekeeping in the uh, in the chayil, um, and uh, then what do we do that lemeinido chatosi? That is for uh, sprinkling uh, water, uh, water that you sprinkle chatosi. It is a cleansing, as we'll see in Rashi two, two meanings. But in the Pashtus, it's sprinkling water for achatos. So we're gathering up the ashes to be used later on for water to sprinkle. Eventually, as we will learn, that they mix the ashes with water. But now we're safekeeping these ashes for further use. And Rashi is going to say how these ashes were used. Rashi v'niach mechutz lamachane. He placed it outside of the camp. Says Rashi, mechutz lamachana means that it means uh, not that the whole thing is placed into uh, outside of the camp, and like Mepashtus, uh, we're translating chutz sholish machas. We'll see, but Rashi says that the chalokim mechalko that he would divide 
the ashes that he just burnt, uh, the parah, that the total parah that he burnt together with the hisap and the etzeros and the ezev, he divided into three portions. Echod nosan bahar hamishcha. One of them he gave on the Mount of Anointing. That's the Har Hazesim, uh, which is also called Har Hamishcha, which was outside uh, from the um, um, on the other side of the Har Habayis. Uh, Rashi in Posik Dalit says, Oymed b'mizroche shel Yerushalayim u'meskab v'roye pischo shel Heichel and that Mizroche Yerushalayim was actually as uh, the Harazesim, which was in the east of this city, um, as the Posig in Zechariah, Harazesim, Hashem, Nehrushlaim, Ikedem. And uh, as Rashi says, Miskabre, Piskushal, Heichel, Bishas, Azor, Saddam, from the Sifrei. But Rashi doesn't say the Befeirish, but that is is the Har Hamishcha, and that is Nechach, Pnei, El Moyed. That is where the Potters are done. In this case, it wasn't. It was in the midbar, the first one. But in the future, they did it on the haramishcha. So that was one. As we see in the Rashi, exactly how it was done. And one portion of the three that we of the ashes was divided to all the uh, guards. There were twenty-four mishmoris. Those were the four twenty-four families of the kohanim who took turns in serving in the. Beis Hamikdash. So each one of them uh, got a part of that third of the ashes, uh, so that they can use it when necessary. Because the it was as we'll learn later on how they sprinkled it on the tome, uh, but it was and as we'll see later on that these uh, families later on took it each one back to his city, to the place where they lived, to bring it to their people, to the people in that city, so that they would have ashes of the Eferapora to sprinkle on them when necessary. Uh, and then you had uh, one, and one of them was placed in the Chel. The Chel, this is a section uh, outside of the Azoro, uh, on the Har Habayis, which had a, a low... Uh, kind of fence over there to show that up till that section was permitted for uh, non-Jews to enter up till the section of the Chel. Uh And that was placed over there in the Chel in that area for safekeeping. Um, Dr. Rashi, Rashi explains now how it was done. Zeshel Mishmores, the one that was given to uh, the Mishmaris Rashi starts with the middle one in the order, but uh, not from the first or the last. He starts with the middle uh, one. He mentioned that Echad Mishalik uh, to the Mishmaris. The one of the Mishmaris, Hoyelitl Mimenu Bnei Yoris, that was that they would take from it the people of the cities, Vicholat Srikim Litoir, and all that needed to be cleaned. So uh, the Mishmaris basically would take from the Kohanim, because the 24 families that came from different areas of Eretz Yisrael, they'd bring it back uh, to their communities, and um, they would uh, take the people of the cities to from those ashes to, later on, sprinkle on themselves to be metair from the Tumen's mace. The Zesh Shebahara Mishcha, and the one that was in the 
Hara Mishcha on the Mount Zaysim of the Anointed uh, Mount of Mishcha, uh, that was Kohanim Gedolim, uh, the Kohanim uh, Gedolim, and Rashi goes like the view mentioned earlier when it says in Rashi Lozor Mitzvah Bizgan that this was only over here that the Mitzvah Bizgan, but the future uh, Poris were done by the Kohanim Gedolim, were done by the high priests. And they used to use the Poris Achedes, uh when they would prepare others Poris, they would be the Kach in Himenu, uh, they would hold, sanctify themselves by sprinkling from the ashes of the previous Poris. Uh, and this was sort of a extra purification with the Kohanim Gedolim before they went and did uh, based on the Takon of the Chachomim. And the Zesha Bechel, and the one that was in the uh, in the Chel for safekeeping, Nosun Lemishmeres, over there it's given to be guarded. And that's based on the Pasuk over here, Megzeres Akosov, that is uh, from uh, the Creed, the Pasuk says over here, and um, over there, they placed it in a in a jug of made a stone for safekeeping, and uh, further, What does it mean? The pasuk for sprinkling water. Kimoi, as the Pasik in Eicha Gimel, Pasik in Gimel, when the Navi is mourning the troubles of the destruction, so he says that they uh, incarcerated me in the, in the pit. It says, Vayadu Evan B, and they threw stones at me. And likewise, there is a Pasik in Zechariah, when it says, Liyadu says, Kadme Sagoyim, that's the words of prophecy when the destruction of the nations with the future redemption would be liyadis to throw uh, the um, horns of the goyim who come to gore the yidn. And this is all the showing zirika, that's a language of uh, throwing, so lemenid. Now, what does it mean, chatos hi? So, that means it's a language of cleansing. Uh, which would mean that's the meaning that it's a sprinkling water to clean because he was tummy. Uh, as we will learn later on in 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 in, in Pasik Yudbeis that a person who was become Tamaim Nefesh is Yishata boy should clean with it. But Rashi brings down also Medroshoi, the Medrash Kiroya Kosov Khatos Loimar Shuhukikochim. The Torah calls it Khatos to tell us that this has a status of kochim, to uh, prohibit to benefit, meaning outside of the benefit of the actual cleaning oneself, because this is the part of the mitzvah, but to go ahead and use it for other things, it will have a status of machatus, and it would be also. Pasigyud, v'chibes ha'ifsef es eifen ha'poro, and the one who gathers the ashes of the Pora, that is putting it away, 
as begadov, so he washes garments with tome at the erev, and he becomes tome till the evening. And this will be for the Bnei Yisrael and for the uh, convert who lives with them for an eternal statues. So what happens with that water? What do we do with it? So like the Pasuk, like who uses it? Like the Pasuk Yudalef. One who touches a human body. He becomes Tommy for seven days. Touching a human body makes a person Tommy for seven days. Pasuk Yudbeis. Who is boy by So that person who is a tummy, the nefesh adam, needs to clean himself on the third day. Who by yom hashvi, and on the seventh day yitar, he will become uh, clean. So if he does not sprinkle himself, does not clean himself on the third day, yom hashvi, and on the seventh day, so he has to put it on two days by yom hashlishi then then he's not going to become clean. He's clean himself on this afer with this ashes on uh, the third and the seventh day. Anybody who touches a mace, a corpse of a human being, Asher Yomus, that dies with Yishato, and then he does not clean himself, he does not, he remains tummy. As Mishkan Hashem Timei, so he defiled Hashem's sanctuary. Meaning, and then he goes into the Mishkan. He goes in uncleaned while he's still Tommy. He goes into the Mishkan. So then, that soul should be cut off from Israel. For he hasn't sprinkled the sprinkling water on him. He should. He shall be Tommy. His Tommy is still in him. So it says, "Bemeiz benefesh." Uh, in the soul, benefesh, but it says benefesh odom, veizemes, not just anybody when you go, it's only shenefesh odom, lahoitzi nefesh behemah, this excludes an animal's soul, if you touch a dead cork, sheim tumoso tzrich hazoh, that does not require hazoh, that's why it says bemeiz, benefesh odom, another pshat of rachat, benefesh, means revi is dam, that if a person, uh, um, that is the minimal amount that is a person needs to survive. Needs a revi isdam. Uh, so I guess if the person touches in a revi isdam of a person, the same halacha will apply. And we go by iteras mishkan Hashem timei im nichnas laazora. If he goes into laazora, afilu b'tviya, afilu b'tvila. Even if he immerses himself and he goes in beloi hazos shlishi shvi without sprinkling on the third and the seventh day, he still tomei oit tumosi boy. Even though he already gone to the mikvah, still it doesn't help. He has to sprinkle on the third and the seventh day. This is the law. If a person dies inside the tent, not only if you touch it, but if you come into the tent, should become tummy for seven days. If you come into the oil where there's a mace, and then you're in the closed area with the roofed over with the mace, uh, then you would be talking for Shiva Siyam. That is while the mace is inside the oil. And any open vessel uh, that does not have a uh, a sealed, a fastened uh, seal 
on it. In other words, not totally sealed. Tommy who that will become Tommy too in the oil hames. So Rashi v'chokli pasuach. The Pasuk is talking here with regards to an earthenware made out of clay. That does not receive its tume, but from the inside of the keli. So that if the seal around its top is not securely fastened, uh, uh, then tommy who it's tommy. Why? Because the ear, because it goes inside to the inside. But if it has a complete seal, a securely fastened seal, then then he's tired. Why? Because the tumor cannot go into the inside. Posil, what it mean? Posil. That's an expression meaning fastened in Hebrew. Chuber means fastened. So tzomit is the cover possible fastened. Chain breish islamat ches naftule likim niftalti nischabarti. I have uh, uh, have uh, become joined together with my sister in the fact that she also has children. Pasuk tezay choyla shel yigal pnei hasode and one who touches. Uh, on the field, Machalal Cherev, a person that was killed by the sword, by the mace, or, uh, or for that matter, a corpse, by the etzim odom, or a human bone, by the cover, or in a grave, Yitmo Shivasyam, Yitame, for seven days. Apneya Sode, what does it mean on the, on, on the field? Abeseinu Dorshu, our teachers expounded, Lerabis, Goylel, Vidoifek, uh, to include the top and the side of a uh, coffin. That's the coil is the top, the devik is the side of the coffin. Um, that that too would be metamis. So the coil and the devik of a of a of, a, uh, of the coffin are metami also. What is the simple meaning? Upshute. What is mean apneha soda? oil that when there is no tent so how does the mace over there that is by touching inside a tent we learned it's just by being there but if it's up where there is no tent then the tomb is through touching and they should take for the person who's tummy from the uh, sand of the burnt of the chatos of that red heifer the nosan olav, and you place on it uh, on the ashes, mayim uh, chaim. That's the living word. That's spring water. El keli into a keli. The Gemara deals with all this. You know what you take first. The first comes the. It says the nosan olav, so it seems like the ashes is first. On the ashes, Mayim Chaim Al Kelly. All discussion: which one, what comes first, uh, the uh, offer or the uh, or the Mayim? Okay, we'll leave it at this.